denvercrush.com. of the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Eaton. Okay, so we are back from our sabbaticals over the last few weeks. We were at G-Fest, which Jessica and I should be getting together pretty soon to talk about. And uh, the episode you are going to hear right now is our panel we had at the San Diego Comic-Con exactly a week and some change... a week and a day from this recording of this opening you're hearing. So... Our guest is none other than TJ Storm, Godzilla himself in the legendary uh, films. So this panel was precisely two hours after that fantastic Godzilla King of the Monsters trailer dropped. Again, which something Jessica and I will be back to discuss in detail about. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. We're going to try to start catching up in the next few weeks. Got a few, uh, got a few shows uh, in the pipeline. Uh, our G-Fest show will be up sometime in the next few weeks as well. And a couple of, uh, yeah, other little things. So you'll be hearing a lot more from us in the uh, near future. So for those who have been patient with us, thank you very much. So without further ado, I'm going to take you to past Chris and Jessica as we sat down and discuss all things mocap with none other than TJ Storm. Past Chris, take it away. yourself. Yes. <laughs> All right, everybody. Now we are officially beginning. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Eaton, and joining me as always is... Jessica Sands. How are you? And did you enjoy that trailer? Yes. All right. The main character, the, the, the whole reason you come to watch that movie, he is sitting right next to us. Sir, introduce yourself, please. Hi, I'm TJ Storm. Give a round of applause for the good man. So, we got a lot to talk about, and I know you you got to be a little tight-lipped on some of the new stuff, so we're going to go through a lot of things. You uh, have uh, kind of amassed a, a wonderful career in like the last two years alone. I mean, for those who don't know, you're Godzilla. Who else have you been? Um, I've worked on... Uh, do, do you all know what performance capture is? Some people call it motion capture, but if you're acting, then it's called performance capture. Motion capture is the technology. Um, I do a lot of performance capture, and I've gotten to work on uh, a lot of Marvel stuff. I've been... Now, I'm not the only character who does this. Sometimes it's pure animation. Sometimes they use the reference from from on stage, or they use the performance from uh, on set. But I've also inhabited the characters of Iron Man, uh, Baby Groot, uh, Teenage Groot, 
Uh, I've done a little bit of Thor. I've done lots of other characters. I've been Colossus and Deadpool. I did most of the acting beats in that. Uh, tons of stuff and tons of video games as well. So those are just some of them. What are a few games real quick? Because this is a gamer kind of crowd, too. Do any of you actually play video games? Yeah. <laughs> did you hear that chuckle? <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah. Who are you speaking uh, to? A lot of stuff. Uh, Call of Duty, Battlefield, uh Spider-Man, X-Men, Destiny. I've worked on tons of games. I've been doing this for over 20 years. So uh, there's been games that I've forgotten that have, have come and gone and come back again. And, and I also voice a lot of things. I'm Birdie on Street Fighter. I'm <laughs> Marduk on Tekken. I'm uh, the the Swordmaster in Tekken. I can't even remember his name. is, But... So pretty much tons of games. games where you beat the crap out of people, you are on there. Yes, like yes. And you are a martial artist uh, as well, right? Yep. I've been studying since I was about seven years old. I grew up in Hawaii, and my mom put me into karate when I was a kid. And uh, ever since then, I studied karate, kung fu, uh, taekwondo, jiu-jitsu, everything. And I've been inducted into the different martial arts hall of fames about seven times, maybe. All right. So let's start from you. Where, where does your where does your story begin? How do you get into this wonderful industry? In to specifically performance capture, I was a dancer first, and I'm going to super shorten the story, but I was a dancer first, then I got a record deal, then I got screwed out of a record deal, then I was like, well, I'll try acting. How hard can that be? And it's hard, but I did a ton. This is during the days of the kickboxing movies, and I did a ton of those kind of movies. And uh, I, we recently did one called Kickboxer Vengeance, uh, but uh, I did maybe 20 kickboxing movies before mm. I, I went to acting school. And then I went to acting school, and I'm like, I don't know why I need to be here. I can, I can already act. And then I saw people act. And I was like, oh, that's why I'm here. <laughs> I was a horrible actor. And so I, I graduated from that and kept on acting. But during that time, uh, I went to a directing class, mm-hmm. and we were sitting in the front row, like you guys are. And the the teacher of the class was really, really passionate, and he'd be like, directing is magic. And he would spit when he spoke. <laughs> and we were looking up, and we're like getting showered, and that kind of bond us, bonded us in the front row just through germs. And uh, the guy I was sitting next to said, hey, you want to come try a new technology? It's called motion capture. Would you mind helping me test it out? I'm like, yeah, sure. So we went over there, and I put on this crazy suit with these little uh, markers on it. Well, they weren't little at the time. They were big. And I grabbed a broomstick out of the corner, and I started spinning it around, and he used that motion capture, that performance, as uh, his logo for a long time. It was called Pyros Films at the time. And uh, he used it for years. We did a video game called uh, Quake Arena. Get out of here. And uh, we did another one called Star Trek Vulcan Fury. And then we did a bunch after that. But, uh, yeah, that was the beginning of it. That was the beginning. And at the time, uh, so we were going back to give us like a, like a period of time. Right I'm now. Completely unaware of time. I'm horrible with time. I think it was the 90s. Okay, it was so the early 90s. So this this technology wasn't as prevalent as it is today. Like, no. it's not everything. So it was a test at the yeah. time. People were like, you want to try this new thing? And, yeah. and video game companies were like, we'll try it if it saves time. Does it save time? Mm. And it barely saved time at the time. Uh, do you guys know why people use motion capture over keyframe? I don't know if you know this. Keyframe animations when you sit there and you draw one figure and then you draw another figure in a very much different pose and then hopefully your computer makes the two figures connect by animating the 
first position and the second position. So say like you're 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 like this. You start like this, and then your arms then are like you this. Like but you got to get that movement to yeah. get the arms up like that. So, so if you use a computer, the computer can go tick 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 tick, and now you have a little animation. I'm oversimplifying it, but that's generally it. But there's a lot of tweaking that goes into it. It's a huge amount of work. Performance capture, mm-hmm. we just put on a suit, and we do it, and the animation, the, the computer just captures the animation, and then they can tweak that also. Now, they can tweak it, but it's a lot easier to tweak something that's 80% done than something that you're starting from scratch. So if you like keyframe animation, you like certain styles of films, but if you like more realistic uh Animations, then you will like the performance capture stuff. Yeah. And the simplistic version is slow. Like if you watch an old style cartoon, so they would. I got told by a guy who worked on He-Man. Huh. He's like, Here, here's here's how we went. We had two cells, and then you. So He-Man wouldn't have an arm. So say he was raising his sword up to, you know, he. They had the sword up, and they have the sword down here, and then they went over to the uh, copy machine, and then they just made a bunch of copies for in the middle, and then you drew that hand in piece by piece to get that semi-fluid moment. So. Now, so what he's explaining is, yeah, it's much more simplistic. It's, and you get a little more lifelike movement out of it, too. Absolutely. So now uh, I, a lot of people think that, like, oh, Andy Serkis, yeah, he's the pioneer. You were, like, way ahead of him already. Yes, yes. But uh, I didn't have a publicist. Yeah. So. <laughs> so that's how it works. So let's talk Godzilla. How do you land the role of Godzilla? Um, the... Call came from a guy named Garrett Warren, who did the action on Godzilla. And uh, he first he called and he goes, hey, do you know anybody who can do beast stuff? Mm. I'm like, yeah. I gave him a bunch of names <laughs> yeah. because I was working on something. And he goes, cool. And then a week later, he goes, dude, could you just come in and uh, do some beast stuff for us? I'm like, some beast stuff. All right. So so you guys can understand, in Hollywood, whether it's a video game or it's a movie, um, everything is ultra top secret. We cannot talk about anything until the studio says it's green lit or it's time to talk. So it's so top secret that we don't know what we're working on until we walk into the studio a lot of the time. So I walked in mm-hmm. and uh, it was just a big open room with cameras and he's like, and, and there was two other guys that I didn't know and he goes, okay, you're Mudo number one, you're Mudo number two, and you're Godzilla. <laughs> Could you say that again? <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. And that's how I found out. So, Were you the fan of the films growing up? I will tell you that the very first movie my dad took me to was called Godzilla vs. the Smog Monster. <laughs> the very, very <laughs> that was first a film. one to start off of. Yeah. And I remember, the only reason I remember that more than Godzilla itself is the end of the movie, I remember Godzilla takes his eyeballs and he eats them. And I was like, that is awesome! And I was just so blown away. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. And I, my, dad, my dad couldn't get me to shut up. And he's like, just relax. I'm, I thought it was the coolest thing. So I grew up a super fan of Godzilla. Mm-hmm. So you weren't pretending to grab your tail and fly backwards with your fire breath and all that. No, stuff, right? no. Yeah, that, that's a wacky Godzilla movie to start off too, because that is an acid trip of a film. I always say that's like if Hunter S. Thompson sat down and cranked out a Godzilla movie over a week, and that's what you would get. Yes, wonderful though, awesome, Ma- magnificent. How? So, oh, so sorry. Oh, yeah, no, no. I was ahead. like, oh, okay. Nope. I was gonna say, your mouth opened when you found out that you were Godzilla. And then we've all seen the first film. I'm hoping. Did you all see the 2014 yeah. Legendary Godzilla? Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. How surreal was it to see yourself 
see yourself on screen? It was. Well, I always watch movies, and I, I don't know if everybody does this, but I, I I love going during opening weekend. First off, I don't want to hear spoilers. I don't want to hear people's critiques and movies. I want to see it with the fans, and those are the only people who will brave the crowds on the opening weekend. So I wanted to go see it as a fan of Godzilla. Just because I love those movies. I went to go see Pacific Rim and Pacific Rim 2 and Independence Day 2. <laughs> but but I, I, went, I always go see them on opening day weekend. And uh, I was just loving the movie itself. And occasionally something would happen. They'd be like, I did that. Because <laughs> I, I, I would yeah. remember, like... Uh, if you guys have seen it, you've seen the, the there's a flying the monsters the bad Mudos, monsters yeah. are called mudos and there's a, a crawling one which is the bigger female one mm-hmm. I think and then there's yeah. a smaller one which is the male, a flying the one yeah. Yeah. and the flying one drops down out of the sky and starts pecking at him and it's slapping him with his wings and his feet and to get that we had to put a guy I wish I had the picture I could put it <laughs> but we 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 had a guy he had plastic trash bags under his arms. Because we needed to see where the wings were and that they didn't clip through my head. <laughs> so they put him on a wire and he's like, squaw. And, <laughs> and they're like, we need contact. Kick him. Kick him in the head. And I'm like, and I look up at the dude and he's like, <laughs> but we you gotta do what you're doing. You gotta do what you're doing. He says, though. Yeah, and he's like, I gotta kick you in the head, man. I'm like, let's just get it done. Yeah. Get it. Now I'm laying on a pile of cardboard boxes, which later become buildings. Mm. And I get knocked into the buildings. And mm. then, and keep in mind, I'm moving slow because I'm supposed to be big. So I'm like, and he, they, they like pull him over on a rope and they kind of bob him up and down. So he doesn't have a lot of control. So sometimes he's doing this and then sometimes he's doing that on my head. I'm like, oh, and I got the gnarliest migraine because he kicked me over and over in the head. And then uh, Garrett is like, what are you doing? I'm, I'm changing the language because mm-hmm. I see a couple mm-hmm. of kids. He's what are you doing? And the, the guy's like, I'm, I'm, I'm attacking him. I'm kicking him. He's like, you don't kick a dude in the head. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> so Garrett comes over. You kick him like this. And he starts kicking me in the head. Now he's kicking <laughs> me much lighter. He's doing theater kicks. But I'm like... That's much better. <laughs> and we had to do this scene over again, all over again and over again, a couple more times to get the scene. But that's kind of what you have to do. And uh, we finally got it. I had a migraine for like two days, but it was worth it. It came out so cool. I'm so proud to be a part of uh, the American Godzilla of the, the new millennium. I think it's really cool. Sounds like mocap is like the worst like third grade play ever put on. It, in, in person, when you're <laughs> yes. looking at it without the effects, it um, is. It is. Uh, just, you got cardboard. You got trash. It sounds like, yeah, it's like, we're going to put on a show and try Absolutely. to entertain you in we, front of a green screen, right? I, I needed to slap somebody with my tail <laughs> because it seemed like a cool idea. So I was like, I, I could slap him with my tail. I'm like, yeah, yeah, do that. And I'm like, I, I, I need a tail. So we went and we cut some foam and I, I, I still have my karate black belt in my, my trunk. And I went into the trunk and if you see the pictures, I'd show you, but we don't have the shoot. But I tied my belt on and we slid it through the foam. And I have a big foam tail, and I just walk out, and boom. And the guy's like, oh. <laughs> it is. It's like the, the worst play in person. Okay, so a couple of questions. So how far into the film was the principal photography you already done when you guys came? Everything's done. We never met 
uh, any of the actors because first they're this tall and mm-hmm. yeah, there's, we don't even react to them. We're, yeah. we're only dealing with each other for the most mm-hmm. part. So it's very much like the Japanese films. They have two set. They have two productions. They have the uh, actors portion and then they have the special effects portion. So in many ways, you guys are keeping the tradition alive. Absolutely. Uh, and how long usually is, is shooting in, the, in these kinds of situations? It's fast is because it? we, we have no sets. Mm-hmm. Our, our our cities are uh, cardboard boxes. Uh, our costumes and makeup are foam mm-hmm. and trash bags. And, and, and pretty much and, right. Yeah, and that's it. We just show up and, and start railing on each other. So it sounds like you guys were improvising stuff like on the on the fly with this kind of thing, too. They, they, they have a very specific shot list. Mm-hmm. Like, the very first shot that we got, they put, they put an effect on the camera that looks like, like you have these binocular things on. Mm-hmm. Because I guess there's some... Halo jumpers, they jump out of the soldiers, yeah, they yeah. jump out of the thing and they're coming down and they see us for the first time. So they wanted to get one of the shots just mm-hmm. through that vision. Yeah. So they did, and that was the very first shot that we did. And we're standing in front of each other because he can't really, he's looking through clouds and all of a sudden he catches a glimpse of something huge moving and hitting something else. Mm-hmm. So we're literally doing this while while the camera's descending. We're oh, we going, get to see a yeah. live performance. Yeah. <laughs> we're just yeah. going. Now we have to describe it to podcasts. Okay, he's moving. So yeah, so he's moving. He's making. And, then, and that was it. So. <laughs> well, he moves like Godzilla. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, thank you. So the, and that and that was that was pretty much it. You just get a little clip, and then we got into the fight stuff later. Okay. And uh, is it like a pre? Is there like a pre-render like already of like how you're looking, or is it just you like in a? And you're in a green screen suit, right? Uh, green screen is a different technology okay. where you throw green in the back. Yeah. Um, normal uh, motion capture is a suit with dots on okay, it. So the dots. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're just in this thing. There's no. They don't have any. There's no face movement. It's just you. On yeah, yes, yeah, just it's wow. just us. When we're doing the motion capture version, it's just us. Yeah. Do they use any of your facial uh, like twitches for Godzilla? They do. They they put a camera right in our face okay. and uh, they capture everything. Mm-hmm. And then they'll let the animators. I, I, sometimes they rotoscope it, so mm-hmm. they'll literally be right on top of us and capture all of the the stuff. Other times they'll hand animate it and make it look exactly what they want. See, I love that. That's that's because that's one of the the core value, like one of the core characteristics of Godzilla. Everyone thinks like it's just a big monster. No, he's a big like he's he's the anthropomorphized. Like he has personality. Absolutely. It's like a person because it's a person in a suit. So they're adding in they're adding character to it. So I love that they're actually using your. You're moving. They're not just sitting there like, all right, let's just wipe this away, yeah, and yeah. we're just going to paint over it. Like, yeah. No, I'm glad. It helps. It helps it a, lot help to, a lot, the yeah. performance, the overall performance. So after the first film, did you know for sure you were going to come back for this? I still don't know for sure, <laughs> officially. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about Colossus real quick because there were, you were in a little indie film called Deadpool as well. How did that come about? Um, I work with a studio called Blur quite a bit, which does a lot of uh, uh, cinematics, mm. often for video games that are uh, coming out. Did they put out the one of the Arkham games? Yes. Okay. They did so a lot of the Arkham stuff. No, they don't put out the game. They yeah, put out they the did, cinematic. They did that one of Bruce when he's a kid. Going through the years as the gun. Yes. Oh my God, that thing's a work of art. And and they do beautiful art. Yes, if, they do. If you guys haven't, if you guys love cinematics, uh, look for Blur Cinematics and on YouTube, and you'll just see some really really beautiful stuff. Get, they do all the great Jedi stuff and oh, Star yeah. Wars. They do great Arkham Asylum stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, they the owner is mm-hmm. named Tim Miller. Yes. And Tim Miller is the director of Deadpool. 
So he's just like, hey, I got a job for you. He pretty much just called, I got a job for you. Uh, A friend of mine named Darren Ross, uh, he's the one I work with the most over at Blur. And he's like, "Uh, dude, we got to get you uh, your your demo reel in. Uh, Let's show Tim and show him that you're the right person for this because I know you can rock it. So I'm like, all right. So I gave him a demo reel that I hadn't, an old demo reel that I hadn't updated in years. He's like, what is this? You look like one of the Bee Gees. So... (laughs) He recut all my stuff, and uh-huh. then he gave it to Tim. And Tim's like, "Looks good, let's rock." And Tim, Tim is so chill. He's super mm-hmm. cool. He he directs with his shoes off, mm-hmm. so he just pops his shoes off. <laughs> he walks into the in the performance capture area, and he's like, "All right, uh, let's try this thing." And we just started shooting it. So, how, how much of Colossus are you in in this film? Because uh, most of the time, when you see Colossus acting, that is usually me. Now, it takes it takes Colossus is about five different people. Uh, the voice is one guy. Mm-hmm. It is possible to do this voice, but they use studio choice, so it's okay. So we <laughs> we use him for the voice. There is a guy named Andre something I can't remember, but he's a huge uh, Russian kid that mm-hmm. is actually on the set. So he's the he's, he's the, the person that they're looking up. Yeah, so at. He, okay. Yeah, like so he's the place. So they're not looking. A lot of times with these films, there's like a tennis right, ball. There's a tennis ball. This is what you're acting against. It's like here's a big dragon. And yeah, they're they're like, mm-hmm. you know, I will slay thee, but you kind of feel like a jackass. Yeah, don't it? yeah, yeah. This they're fortunate to have Andre, and Andre was great, and he mm-hmm. gave the, the visual reference. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, then there's a guy who does the face, so mm-hmm. he's at uh, Digital Domain, and okay. they're the ones who did the, the face capture. And then the acting beats, I came in and redid all of the acting beats mm-hmm. that were in the film. So whenever you see him acting. Uh, Wait four or five moments. We're doing all of that stuff and all the stuff on the the freeway. And mm-hmm. all so that, you're, you're giving the sly body moments, like the very because Klaus mm-hmm. is in that one is very, like he's tough and and like it's sturdy, but then he's got a real smooth like mm-hmm. kind of like aesthetic. Absolutely, going. yeah, absolutely. And like we're doing stuff like eating cereal, and I'm like. <laughs> And I slammed the thing down, or I get into a cab, and they put a, like a C stand. So I had to dip my head so I couldn't be into the cab very comfortably, because he's so big and he doesn't belong in something normal size. So it's yeah. fun stuff like yeah. that. So we know that there are, on July 18th on Netflix, the Godzilla anime came out. Mm-hmm. We know that there, we just saw the sequel to it. We know that there's going to be Kong and Godzilla in 2020. Did you, being both a fan and someone in the film? Did you foresee kind of a resurgence of the love of kaiju films? I always hoped. I mean, you always hope to see more of the thing you love more than anything. I was so excited when I saw Pacific Rim. Yes. And I was Which like, also yes. had a sequel. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And do you, are you guys fans of Pacific Rim? Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. It's so, it's, it's, it's so fun. And to watch... I mean, you get giant robots and kaiju. Yeah. You can't lose. That is spectacular. So... Uh, as that was coming about, I'm like, oh man, there's gonna be more cool stuff. There's gonna be more cool stuff, and there is. Uh, there's more really awesome stuff coming in the future, and I'm glad to be a small part of it. So, <clears throat> I, I, going back to the acting, I got a quick question. So, a lot of actors, kind of like, okay, so this is my part. But you are truly part of the collaborative process. Now, like, kind of like it as an acting term, you're you're part of you like so say clauses. You're one of five components. Now, when you tell people, like, I'm Colossus, is that, like, a hard thing to explain? It's like, I am, but I'm not. Like, being, you know, uh, 
I'm trying to word this. I'm sorry, my brain's still a little cooked in the seat. Uh, so say, so you're acting, but then an artist goes in, you know, takes your movements, for example. How does it, you know, how, how does that kind of convey to your acting to the final product, if you will? You get what I'm trying yeah, to Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. For, especially when people say, so are you Colossus? Mm. Short answer, yeah. Yeah. Um, the majority of what you're seeing on screen is me. Mm. So I'm totally comfortable. I, I don't lead with, hi, I'm Groot, because... Although I've done Baby Groot, I've mm-hmm. done Teenage Groot, mm-hmm. there are only small parts in the movie that I've done them. Mm-hmm. In Captain America Winter Soldier, when Bucky and Cap are fighting Iron Man, I do a lot of that stuff. Now, a lot of that was already shot before I got to it. Yeah, yeah. And then Disney looks at it and like, okay, this is going to need some changes and we need some tweaks. And we reshot a lot so that, of the Iron Man stuff. Were you stuff. in that scene when Buck and Cap, uh, Cap and Bucky are teaming up on the <laughs> That scene, yeah. 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 Oh, so we awesome. shot a little bit of that. I, I fall out of the sky and I roll down. We, I hit this cement thing and I roll down. Then I mm-hmm. stand up and doing all of this stuff. So it, you get to redo and play with what they've already shot, but mm-hmm. the stuntmen have put in so much effort. The stunt coordinator has put in so much effort into the choreography and all that work and all the wire work. The wire work is immensely... Uh, difficult and time-consuming, yeah. and they've already done all the hard stuff. I get to get in there and just play most of the time. So, And then when you come in, it's like, so in a situation like this, because these are super expensive films that are like, okay, we've laid all this stuff out, but when you're like, okay, we need to make tweaks, are you coming in with like your own idea, or is it like they already know what they want, and you're kind of just like, okay, I can deliver? It uh, Again, it depends. Marvel is super protective about... They're especially their flagships like mm-hmm. Iron Man. Yeah. Um, so I, I was lucky to hear something afterwards. Oftentimes I do my work and then I never hear anything again except mm-hmm. thumbs up because it did well at the box office. But uh, I, I came back and worked on some of the stuff with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and uh, it was the same group of people. And they're like, oh, by the way, Marvel came back to us and said whoever that Iron Man was, mm-hmm. great job because we went through four or five different Iron Man before we got to you guys, mm-hmm. and your guy nailed it, and I was I was that guy. So I was really happy to hear that. That's a great compliment. Yeah. To to, and and apparently, part of the problem with Iron Man is he's rigid through the middle. So I had to be able to do all of this stuff, but remain as if I was wearing armor. Kind of like Peter Weller and Robocop. Yes. Very yeah. Like, that very specific yeah. movement, and you you can't forget that you have n- no flexibility mm-hmm. in there. And this is a small story. I don't. I shouldn't even tell you guys. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you real quick. All right. So, okay, so I spent all day doing these power moves, and they're, they're looking at the shot list, and they're like, oh, we have one more shot. Uh, would you mind? And I'm like, yep, let's rock. Now, I'm in all macho Iron Man mode, because I've been kicking ass all day. I'm like, this is cool. I'm... And they're like, all right, we need one of the Avengers to walk up to the group, because we didn't get the shot on the day. And we're missing that shot. So if the character's not there, they're going to appear to teleport in, and they weren't there to begin with. So we need them to walk in the shot. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Let's rock. Let's do it. I'm like, okay, it's it's Black Widow. And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so I had to get out of this, and I was like, all slinky, and uh, it was not cool. Get a lot cool. of movement. Not a lot great. Of movement, right? But it was a really tiny shot. Mm-hmm. She simply walks into the shot, and 
I actually had to move my hips a little bit more than normal yeah. to, just to imitate. Yeah. She has a very yeah. specific way. She, she does. She's, she 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 uses. She, she's not afraid of her sexuality, and mm. she even when she just walks in, it's, it's strong. But at the same mm. time, it's it's strong feminine, and I had to do it the right way. See, go ahead. A lot of us know who Andy Serkis is. We also know who Haru Nakajima is. Uh, what is it about the American film industry that you feel like? A lot of us, unless they're super fans at G-Fest, which was the week before this one, they know who you are. But we we would love to have, we want you to have more work, and we want the majority of U.S. viewers to know who you are. So why is it that we know them, but we are, people are learning more about you? Um, I think it's because in, in places like New Zealand, they absolutely invest in Andy Circus. He is their go-to guy for the stuff. Now, they as well come to me, but I'm in, in their system, there's only basically there's one major studio in what is it, New Zealand? Weta. Weta. Yeah. So there's one major studio and, and everything goes through there and they have their, their small team and that team gets all the work and they do all the stuff. Here we have 50 different teams that are so I get work from here and from there and from there and from there, but uh, the way it happens is a lot of the time, especially if I'm doing stuff on the the, the back end, mm-hmm. is the studio will hire the special effects supervisor. The special effects supervisor will hire several special effects houses and they say, you're doing the the laser fight, you're doing the battle scene fight, you're doing the lighting for this spaceship takeoff, and you're doing the superheroes fighting each other. So that group is going to go to a motion capture house and start to hire you know all the actors for that thing so we're so far removed from the original studio experience that the studio never even knows that I'm I'm doing it and it happened that I went to go see uh, Rogue One mm-hmm. is it Gareth Edwards yes that directed yeah. it yeah. so I, I went to that and uh, he was there doing a Q&A at the end and I walked up because he directed Godzilla the, the first legendary Godzilla and I walked up and I'm like dude I'm your Godzilla he's like Oh, this is the first time we met, and this is years after Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Dude, you gotta let people know that was awesome." Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, "Yes, you gotta keep doing Godzilla movies because that was cool." But it was it was a surprise to him because we'd never met before. So it's just a weird way our system is that's so splintered and so far away. And thank you for that. I appreciate that. I do want to keep on doing this. I absolutely love it. So thanks. And thank you guys for showing up and supporting Kaiju and stuff. I think that's awesome. I'm glad to see that there are fans of this genre and I think it's really cool that people still love it. Yes, especially in this heat. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And I also believe, you know, as press when you are, you can request interviews, and now that you know what he does, you must say, I want to interview the motion capture person for Colossus. Performance because capture. Performance yeah. capture. Yeah. Excuse me, that was not me. <laughs> you, uh, you, know, you want to say, I want to interview that person, or if you go onto Reddit sites, or, and you see the word TJ Storm or whoever, be like, I want to request this person. And they, a publicist would be more than happy to try to find some way, hopefully, to connect. You know, with you. So whenever I see announcements of like these were all the suit actors or these were all the actors of Godzilla, we, we saw Nakajima. I was like, where is TJ on this banner of people? So Stay with I, you're, you're in a small group. We need to get you're, out. You're of about I think eight actors mm-hmm. only who have been the, the role. So it is awesome yes. honor. It's an yes. absolutely awesome honor. I was I, I met the the fifth Godzilla. I can't remember his name right now. Uh, Kevin. 
Kemp. Oh, no, it wasn't Kempach. It was, uh, I think I know what you're talking about. You met him at uh, someone of the, 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 the Power Morphicon. Yes. And okay. uh, somebody took me around and his guy's a 2000 actor. Yes, yes. yes. I'm running on his name right now. And uh, we were so excited to meet each other. And he goes, Oh, so big. <laughs> but I was like, You're a badass. You're yeah. awesome. He's like, Thank you. He's so cool about it. I was I was fanboying out, but it, it's awesome. It, it's awesome to be in that kind of company. It's I think, I get, yeah, because I think that's the thing people don't realize is that, like all those actors are very they're they're not diminutive, but they're very small guys. You would expect, especially wearing like a two hundred pound suit. It's like, oh, oh yeah, like you know these are these are like them. linebackers. They are not like you're the first guy that looks like oh yeah you belong in a Godzilla suit. Those guys are are super athletes to sustain themselves all day and move and work for mm. long periods of time. Oh, doing shot after shot, taking falling over in those suits. And oh stuff yeah, like. and you're wearing like you know. A nice I had it easy by comparison, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Uh, do you feel that your uh, your workload's getting getting heavier now? It is. It is. I, I have been working almost nonstop on project after project after project. Uh, this year is this year will be. I, I've hit the holy grail, the triple threat okay. of awesome characters. I can't say who they are, but you guys will. You guys have probably already seen some of the trailers for some of the stuff, and. Uh, it is pure awesome. I'm so excited. Did, and did hopefully those, we can talk about it next year. Did one of those trailers happen to come out today that we didn't watch here? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to leave that. I think uh, I got an do idea. Do we have questions, yes. actually? We got a, yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, I read for the first Godzilla film that they modeled the character's fights after Komodo Dragons. Mm. So how does a man, biped, fight as a four-legged animal? They are you sure they weren't talking about the 1994 one because he was a lizard model. He was very he was very iguanodon. He was very forward and he moved like that. I was told and, and the, the very first thing that I did when we got to that Godzilla, I was doing this and I was doing uh, T-Rex arms. And Garrett's like, "Oh, dude, don't do T-Rex arms." So I'm like, "Wait, I have shoulders because they didn't have they didn't have the model for me to look at. So I was doing it out of imagination, and the, the model wasn't ready yet. So I was like, so what? I have, a, I have shoulders? I can do this? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the studio keeps telling me that he's got shoulders, so feel free to use the shoulders a little bit. So I had to get used to my posture became this, because I thought it was going to be this. For some reason, I I'd probably just worked on a dinosaur thing, and I was doing a lot of dinosaur movement. Uh, but I immediately started reaching forward, so my, my posture became this after a while. Uh, but he was never on all fours. And, and there, it was very much more... Did you see Kong Skull Island? Yes. So the guys on that, notice Kong wasn't as ape-like as he was. He was more like a Stand. Sasquatch. He stood like this. And that was a choice by them to make him more somewhat human-like and heroic. Godzilla is sort of the same thing. Godzilla is forward like this rather than... Uh, Snapping his head and, and doing dinosaur movements, which I would do if it were Jurassic, but for for this kind of thing, he, they wanted him very specific and they wanted to see his face and they didn't want it to be animalistic. So it might have been the 1994 that they're talking about because I had nothing to do with that one, but that Godzilla was very different than anything that we'd seen before. So did you kind of create the the bear posture that he kind of had? That's a lot of people kind of compare him to like a he's like a grizzly when he stands yes. up. So the arms are kind of down, they sway a little bit. So yeah. that was all you? Yeah, yeah. That was very good. We have yeah, a question think. in the back. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, I think you're absolutely wonderful. Um, 
playing all these other wonderful characters you did, you did a great job, and then you play Godzilla, the icon. Were you intimidated? Were you nervous? Fortunately, you know what? Fortunately, I didn't have time. Do, do you know? I remember when I was in grade school, and this kid, he was kind of the school bully. He came up to me, he goes, Out of school, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> and he walked away. And I'm, Now, had he punched me right there, we would have fought. But I had all day to think about that. So I was like, and I'm thinking, when 3 o'clock comes, I could run. Or I get my friends, I could hide. I could hide. I can get a break. I, I, could, I didn't know what I was going to do, but it gets into your head. But because we walked onto the stage that day, and he goes, Widow 1, Widow 2, and you're Godzilla. I'm like, Godzilla, got it. Let's rock. Now, at the end of the day, I was like, oh, shit. I hope I did that right. Oh man, I'm Godzilla. I hope I did that right. Because now I had time to think. But wow, what what responsibility? And you see it even more when you see the Godzillas that came before you. You actually see the actors because then you feel the sheer weight of responsibility to that legacy, which is huge, at least for me, uh, because. I grew up watching all of that stuff, and that made a huge part of my childhood. So I was just like, uh, I, I hope you like my Godzilla. And some of them were like, mm. I'm like, I didn't do that. Yeah. I didn't eat the extra cheeseburger and make Godzilla a little pudgy, but I had nothing to do with that. But yes, it, it, it makes you want to do the best. You want to be the best. And, and as a fan, you, you want to make something that you would love. So I'm already there. Like when you're watching something, you're like, I would have done this. and I would I'm sitting there doing that at the same time. I just want to give them the cool angle and I want to give them the right emotion whenever I can and, and help augment the final product. Do we have another question? I see, yes, gentleman in the back. Oh, hi, DJ. Um, I just wanted to ask, given there's been so many uh, interpretations and incarnations of Godzilla, what did you have to do or what kind of mindset or influences did you have to bring something new to uh, this interpretation? Um, Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. The, the part of it is just being there and doing the thing. I have to find what they want and, and do what they want, but then everything else is me. So they say he's upright, he has shoulders, and he's Godzilla. Those three things right there, the Godzilla part fills out about 65% of what I have to do immediately. You kind of know what's there already. And then the shoulder position and the new posture and ideas about the model, how the head is, how much neck he has. I, I needed to learn that stuff because physically that puts me within parameters that I have to do. That way, I didn't want to be too animalistic or too bird-like like a lot of dinosaurs often are. Uh, I wanted to give him what he deserved as Godzilla, what I know as Godzilla. And then the rest we find as we're doing it. So that's kind of it. I will say, and this is one part that I'm proud of, it was mostly Garrett Warren built most of the action for uh, the first Godzilla. So all the cool stuff that we got to do, uh, it was mostly Garrett going, nope, not hard enough. We charge each other and slam into each other. Stomp on his head. Don't stomp on his head. 
you stomp like this. So all that was Garrett, and he did a great job. But at the end, we get the note, uh, Godzilla, this is how, something like this in the script, it was something like, Godzilla kills the final Mudo. And I was like, that's not very specific. And we're all looking at each other like, so for reference, sometimes they do this for reference for the artists, so everybody knows who everybody is. They'll either put name tags on you or they'll put some silly thing on you. We knew who the guy with the garbage bags were because he was the one with the wings. But uh, there, was a, there was this Barney costume in the corner and they're like holding this Barney head and they're like looking at me mm-hmm. with the Barney head. I'm like, I'm not putting that on my head. <laughs> I am not going to wear a Barney dinosaur head and they're like come on it's for it's for just so we mm. the artists know who you are i'm like i'm the biggest one here they're gonna know who i am and they would you just try it on so i was like oj it doesn't fit it doesn't fit so so and it didn't to be honest so i handed it over to the guy playing the female muto and he was on he, he had to be on uh crutches all day so he's bent over because he was walking like a spider and so he was playing with it, and he took it on and off. And I was watching him, and I'm like, I grabbed his lip, and I was like, hey, I got an idea, because we're all throw, we're stru- brainstorming ideas, trying to figure out how to kill the final guy. And I grabbed the head, and I'm like, hey, how about I blow fire into his mouth? That'd be cool? I'm like, yeah, we'll try it, because we shot like four different deaths. I'm like, yeah. So he comes up. And I grab, I grab his head, and he's like trying to get free, and I bend him over and yank open his mouth, and and I roared and I blew fire. And now this is what I didn't expect: is he died before I was done blowing. So he's like, and he falls, his head slips out of the head that I'm holding, and I'm sitting there holding this empty head, and like, but with the shot still going. So I'm like. And he, uh, Garrett's like, you're tired, you're exhausted, what are you going to do? I'm like, I got a head in my hand, what the fuck am I going to do with a head? And I just dropped my arms, I threw the head to the side, like, eh, done with that. And I took a step, and boom, I slammed down. And I go, cut, any other ideas? And we... It was the best scene. Yeah. That was mine. That little piece was mine. So... I'm almost, I'm almost curious. What were the lame-ass ones that did get uh, accepted? Oh, we got all kinds of stuff. Is it just like basic neck break and stuff? Neck like breaks and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, no. the again? Yeah, that would be really cool. I like that. <laughs> I, I, you can watch it later with me. I'll watch it. Any other questions? Anybody? Back there. Would you want to star in the Dark Christmas break? And if, or is there a specific gear or criteria that you would have liked to do the performance capture for? After King of the Monsters, there is no other kaiju. <laughs> that, I have reached the happy place. This is kaiju heaven. I, I'm, I hope that I get to do more uh, Godzilla stuff. It is awesome. And uh, I would love to work in the Pacific Rim stuff as well. And I'm not going to lie, they're not the most awesome, but... Dude, I would love to be a Transformer just for a day. That would be awesome. I just wanted... I, I've never gotten to work on any of the, the Transformer stuff. Some of my friends have. Uh, my friends are Bumblebee and, and those guys. But I would love to do that, especially Optimus, because he's one of my, my favorites. And I'd want to be a Thundercat someday, too. That'd be pretty cool. I would, I would 
I would buy all the food if I could see you as Eat Briar. <sighs> yeah, I love crustaceans, and I know that a lot of people didn't like that film, but I would want to see you as a giant shrimp lobster. I can do a giant shrimp lobster. I rock the giant shrimp lobster. On that same note, any other bucket list that aren't giant monsters that you want to get? You'd like? You'd love to kind of step into for a minute. Oh wow! You know this. I like I said this year. I've done the most awesome things ever. I. I hope you guys all come here next year so we can talk about it because mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> we'll do part two. Yeah, there's there's storm part two. There's there's this year I gotten to do three characters that are off the chart and uh, you all know every single one of them. And if I told you what genre they are, and you had one guess, you'd probably nail each one. So, and there'd be a sniper from the studio. Yeah, and I'd be dead. <laughs> yeah. the, the the Disney laser would hit me from the sky, and it, it, poof. So yeah, it would be amazing. Before we wrap up, we have one any one quick question. No. Right, oh, 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 yes, we do, we do. Ooh, the proudest moment. Hmm. That's a good question. <laughs> Clearly one you never pondered before either. No. Um, I mean, I'm super proud to have been Godzilla because that was my first touch into this world my dad gave me when I was a little kid. And to go kind of full circle is pure awesome. Uh, I'm happy to be part of Deadpool as Colossus. Uh, I could say that I've been Iron Man, which is awesome. I've been Baby Groot, which made me super cute, and uh, Rocket Raccoon, which makes me very cratchety, but those are all awesome. I've even been a little bit of Thor, which is hard to explain, but I was swinging Rocket Raccoon in a spaceship doing something. I don't know what I was doing, but but little stuff like that, I'm very proud of to be part of the Marvel Universe, even in the small part, but to be what has always been King of the Monsters is spectacular, and that, you can't beat that. Godzilla is the king, so I'm just like, yes! You've been like woven into legends. MCU, a franchise, it's amazing. Where, where can people find more of you? Um, Google knows where I am. So <laughs> if you put TJ Storm in, you can find me there. Are you on one of those kids say the Twitter? I am on the Twitter, uh, TJ Storm01, or Instagram. You can just put in TJ Storm, but it's actually Storm's Eye. It's one word with a Z, Storm Z E Y E. And uh, yeah. You can find me easily, uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's. It, thank you guys so much for supporting the genre and letting me be part of this community. It's an honor to be part of what we love, and I'm really really happy and lucky to be there. And thank you for coming out. Explain the show and you know explain how the uh, the magic is made because we don't get to hear this portion a lot. We get to hear like ah, we shot in Vancouver like. But this is the this is the real magic right here. So thank you, sir. Thank you. All right, everyone. Did you have a good time?
So, uh, meet us outside. This has been the Kaiju Kingdom podcast for 2018 Comic Con. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, our, uh, we're on iTunes and Stitcher. You'll hear this very episode sometime next week, so if you want to, you know, give it a listen again, please give us a like on, on any of those. And, uh, thank you everyone. Meet me outside, we got gifts and goodies, alright? Yeah, we you all time. We want you to listen to the and you have to be outside, so there's nobody coming right now. Thank you so much for coming.